This is the Abraham's Wallet podcast. Abraham's Wallet spans the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Abraham's Wallet podcast. I'm Mark, and just before I get started this week, I wanted to say thank you to those of you who have given us a review on iTunes. Those are helpful, and it's been um, fun to read what you wrote. I agree. We want more Stephen Manuel on the podcast. The good news is Stephen is hard at work on a, on a project that I'm hoping we'll be able to announce soon that has kept him away from the podcast but don't despair. He's coming back and you're going to get more Stephen than you ever could have dreamed of very soon. So thanks for the reviews. And now let's get on with the podcast. Sukkot. Have you ever heard of Sukkot? It's one of the big Jewish holidays that we here at Abraham's Wallet have come to love and value for its impact on our families. This is the Festival of Booths, and honestly, it gives us fathers a real softball to just smash out of the park. The teaching opportunities that are associated with this holiday are easy, they're highly physical, and this is just a little pro tip, Physical teaching opportunities are easy for little brains to grasp because they're so sensory. So if you have little kids, look for these physical teaching opportunities. And furthermore, this holiday is lots of fun. It involves me getting out my power drill and a bunch of lumber every year and building a big thing in my backyard. So hopefully I'm intriguing you enough to stay tuned. But this is what makes Sukkot a great holiday for a budding family leader like yourself, who is seeking to get his feet wet. And if you're thinking, I don't know how to get into this crazy world of Jewish stuff, the the bar for entry seems too high, no, it's not. Just give it a try, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say everyone will love you for it, even your neighbors who are going to think you're a real weirdo with all your tarps and your booth that you're building in your backyard. But don't worry, we're about to show you exactly how to approach this holiday. On this one, even the normal barrier that you might feel for some of the the things we, we throw your way of, I have tiny little kids, and that makes teaching impossible in my family, it just doesn't apply here. This is a, a holiday for everyone, and it's particularly useful if you have a family that happens to include some very young children. So, what is it, and how do you do it? Well, let's find out. What is Sukkot? So Sukkot is uh, a holiday that commemorates the time when God led his people through the desert for quite a while following their captivity in Egypt. That deliverance will celebrate about six months from now at the Passover. But during their time of wandering, it was pretty easy for them to really know that their lives were directly dependent on the mercy of the Creator. For the love, okay? Their food fell down from heaven every day. So they were pretty aware that that the Lord was in control of their destiny. But eventually, the Israelites arrived at their destination. They built a temple and permanent houses and established the requisite homeowners associations. This was all part of the plan, though. 
God made special provisions for his people during this time as he knew they would struggle to remember the time when they had utterly depended on him because their freaking food was falling out of the sky. So, given their newfound craftsman bungalows in the promised land, the Lord said, Once a year, I want you to set up tents outside of your home and remember that your homes are not the source of your protection. That would be me. And thus was born Sukkot the Festival of Booths or Tabernacles, you might hear it called. And ever since its inception, Sukkot has been celebrated by the Jewish people. Jesus himself was a big fan of this holiday. We actually see it multiple times in the gospel. Now, what is Sukkot? How do you do it? Well, it's celebrated for a week, starting just after Yom Kippur. You don't have to know this. There will be no quiz. But this year, that means that Sukkot happens from... October 13th, which is a Sunday, until October 20th, which is also a Sunday. And the main celebratory act in our family, as in most, is the construction of and dwelling in the sukkah. Sukkah means booth. A sukkah is a three-walled shelter-type thing with a roof made of vegetation. We'll get to that in a second, but during the week of Sukkot, we eat all of our meals in the sukkah, I even do my best to schedule meetings in the sukkah for work and spend time with my family and as many guests as we can gather up in the sukkah. The goal is to spend as much time as possible in the sukkah. Some people even sleep there. This is a common practice in Israel, not so much in Utah or Ohio or Kentucky. Uh, The Ohio or Kentucky Abraham's Wallet contingent has been known to create week-long block parties out of sukkot replete with bounce houses, petting zoos, feasting, the sharing of festivities among a whole crew of neighbors over the course of the whole holiday. Sounds like a rock party, right? It is. And so if you're if you're listening to this from from that area, go find yourself somebody who celebrates Sukkot because they really do it up. Now, how do we celebrate it? Well, you're going to need a sukkah. If you go over to the blog and look up Sukkot in the little handy search box, you'll find the blog post that I am walking you through right now, and we'll give you some links for plans for a sukkah with everything you need. You can just take it to Home Depot and say, give me these things. You can even, if you're really strapped for time, buy an entire sukkah on Amazon. I think you can get it delivered to you next day. So if you've delayed and this podcast is coming to you on October 12th, it's not too late. You can co- you can get a suka on your porch by the morning. So don't get too hung up on the basic elements, but those elements are at least three walls. You don't want a fully enclosed space, a roof made primarily from vegetation, and open enough for you to see the stars at night. Now, if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, you might be substituting passing planes for stars. Um, we will also accept answers like life-threatening smog. Uh, anyways, you also need enough space inside your sukkah for your family to eat meals inside. Bonus points could be awarded for larger spaces that would allow you to comfortably work in the sukkah. Uh, here in Utah, the weather is a crapshoot, and this year Sukkot is coming a little bit late, so our sukkah happens to benefit from portable heating and lighting. I also drag my little outdoor fireplace over as close as I can get it so that the wife and I can sit in the sukkah at night and enjoy a whiskey together while we enjoy the benefits of our sukkah. Of course, due to the open ceiling, if it rains, the sukkah gets wet. 
And in that case, we don't tough it out and sit there and eat soggy whatever. We enjoy a wet family prayer, take a little bite of bread, maybe a little communion time in the sukkah, and then we run indoors and enjoy our meal there. This is acceptable, and if there's anything I want to emphasize, it's that trying things out is better than being uh, overwhelmed by the magnitude of some of these feasts. There will always be next levels on almost any feast we introduce to you here at Abraham's Wallet, and we just want you to start moving in that direction. If that means that you buy a pop-up tent from Costco and start thinking about some of the principles we're going to talk about here, great, go for it. Personally, I build my sukkah right next to my house. So every single meal that we eat in the sukkah will start with the same questions that I'm going to ask my kids. And I say, kids, why are we out here in a tent instead of that big, beautiful brick house right there? And whoever's feeling chirpy will say some version of, because that house isn't what protects us. The Lord is what protects us. And we'll run through that same line of questioning with regard to our money, our education, and all of the good gifts that we're happy to steward. Sukkot is a week in which we use the physical world to remind ourselves of the spiritual realities that we rely on the Father, just like what he was teaching the Israelites when he told them to do this feast. Like I've said in my blog posts about Passover or Purim, the Jews happen to be very, very good at using the physical world to usher in teaching on spiritual truth. So I encourage you to check this one out. And this is where I think all of these holidays are such phenomenal entry points for the Abrahamic family leader, that's you, bucko, who wants to try his hand at teaching. I know the feeling that it's really not easy to get a four-year-old to listen to your Bible study. You will very likely end up wanting to choke them out before it's over. <laughs> but it is easy to enlist their help in sukkah building and indulge in their delight in outdoor dining. And by engaging with the physical realms like Sukkot, you also get to experience the joy of watching your children grow and change in their understanding over time. So I just want to release you from impressing deep spiritual truths on your youngest kids every time you enter the Sukkah. You don't have to do that. Dad, quit feeling guilty if it's not going that way. Just tell them, we're out in a tent like God's people were, and we're happy that God takes care of us. That's all you need right now, Okay. You'll get to watch with pride as they grow and grasp the fullness of the symbolism of this feast and its relevance to our own Jesus-following way over time. On that note, for any of you with young kids, please be taking advantage of the power of rhythms and nostalgia. So whether it's Christmas cookies or sukkah building, there's increasing evidence that nostalgia can combat anxiety and depression. Imagine that, huh? Anchoring yourself to something lasting that happens over and over again can actually help us make sense of things instead of worrying about the inevitable variances in our situation. Yeah, so for my part, I'd like to drill those tradition anchors into the God of Israel and his eternal plan for salvation. But, you know, that's just me. Some people prefer St. Patty's Day or Festivus. Okay, whatever your specific practices are, engage in these rhythms that refer back to before your lifetime and will go on after you're dead and gone. The last thing I want to say here is that I'm of the opinion that physical practices are key to creating the visceral memories that cement these multi-generational anchors in our brains. Can you see why we're so enthusiastic toward the Jewish holidays? Here's a case in point. I, 
I don't remember very many specific moments from my family's Christmas Eve festivities, but the second I catch a whiff of a sausage ball, man, I am ready for good times and family celebration. That aroma just does it for me because they were made every single year at Christmas time in my house. Or when I engage in the act of decorating a Christmas tree, I feel connected to something good that I can't exactly describe. Do you feel that too? Okay, I'm not surprised. This is the, fa- the power of physical practices and rhythms. And thanks to this great idea of God's, which is that traditions are supposed to be happening all year in the form of feasts and festivals, we just call them Jewish because those are the only people who historically have taken them seriously, but honestly, they're really just biblical. Well, we can expand our range way beyond Christmas time, so let's do that, okay? Uh, did I mention that you should just try this? Okay, that's that's serious. Come on, let's try it. Once you've built your sukkah, I want you to begin to take your meals in there and lead your family through a little bit of reflection on God's protection and provision. Once again, that can just be as simple as pointing to your house and talking about whether or not it protects you. The answer is it doesn't. The Lord protects you. There's some some 2.0 options, though, once you get past that phase, if you want to go a little deeper. So I'm going to give you a few. Um, The first one, we're really blessed to have multiple generations nearby us. So we make a point to include those people in our Sukkot meals. Again, the point I'm trying to make here is I want to draw long lines for my family that show God's hand working over multiple generations. So having great grandma in the sukkah adds to that sense. Number two, if you have Jewish friends celebrating Sukkot, they will likely engage in the act of the taking of the four kinds. The four kinds are a palm branch, two willows, three myrtles, and one citrus. The three leafy items are bound together and used for prayers and blessing during Sukkot, and you can learn more about that by going over to the blog and clicking on a few links we gave you. We found it really inspiring and educational to visit our Jewish friends' sukkahs during Sukkot. Um, As a bonus, during Sukkot, they have to host you if you inquire. That's one of the rules, so go ask. They'll say yes. And we just like to go and ask questions and share experiences. Generally, they will be blown away by the fact that you actually want to try something biblical as a Christian. This is embarrassing, but there you go. So, you don't need to do the four kinds thing. I want you to be aware of it, though, in case you do go somewhere where you see this and think, those suckers over at Abraham's wallet didn't give me the full story. So that's what that is. Otherwise, we mostly just do our best to feast it up for seven days during Sukkot. We invite our neighbors over, explain that this structure they've been observing is not a part of a cultic ritual, and then we just enjoy good food and wine with them in our backyard. If the weather cooperates, I get to enjoy fall breezes and benefit from the power of my fancy Wi-Fi router that allows me to work from the backyard. And last year, we even got to travel to Cincinnati and learn more from friends of ours like the Pryor family uh, who have been doing Sukkot for many years. And that was really great for us to get to kind of add a few new things to our repertoire of Sukkot. So I hope this has inspired you. I hope that you'll head over to the blog and get yourself a shopping list so that you too can build a Sukkah. And I just want to say, go, go forth, have a blast. We'd love to, to hear from you about how your Sukkot goes. And good luck. For Abraham's Wallet, this is Mark Parrott. Thanks. Thanks.